Coming up on Philosophy Talk, Executive, Legislative, Judicial. Why do we have separate branches of government? The framers most of all wanted to check monarchy. They wanted to make sure that the executive power was subordinate to the will of the people expressed through the legislative power. Is government with separated powers a good thing? The separation of powers is supposed to make government a little bit inefficient as the price of maintaining liberty. Keeping the crooks at each other's throat is the only hope for freedom. It's really the branches of government themselves that have the constitutional obligation to uphold the separation of powers, whether the people are for it or not. Our guest, Stanford Law Professor Kathleen Sullivan. Washington was taller than everybody else, and yet he still thought he was bound by the will of Congress. Recorded before a live audience on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. The separation of powers, coming up on Philosophy Talk, after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. Today, we've taken Philosophy Talk on the road. We're recording the program in front of a live audience in the Capitol Building here in Washington, D.C. As always, our conversation began at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus. And it migrates from there to the air, the web, and our blog, theblog.philosophytalk.org. We've come to Capitol Hill at the invitation of Congresswoman Anna Eshoo with the help of Stanford's Office of Public Affairs. And we're very pleased to be here and very pleased to have you join us. Folks, welcome to Philosophy Talk. Our topic today, Power Out of Balance, Exploring the Separation of Powers. John, you put the first part of that as a question, but I think the answer is obvious. Of course, power's out of balance. The presidency has grown imperial. The Congress has grown supine. The courts have turned into a legislature. The whole thing is a mess. So, of course, power's out of balance. But is that a bad thing? I mean, why? And why is it a bad thing? Oh, Ken, you're such an optimist. Uh, it, of course, it's a bad thing. In the first place, separation of powers is a philosophical idea. It comes from Montesquieu and Locke and was adopted by Jefferson and Madison. And who would want to see a philosophical idea die from our system? <laughs> but more practically, it was a good idea. Separation of powers is a bulwark against tyranny. Uh, and uh, if, we, if power becomes agglomerated in the president or the uh, one party, Tyranny is sure to follow. Uh, I guess you're right. I mean, Plato says this thing about how tyrants are born. First, they begin, he says, always as the champion of the people, often in the time of emergency. And the people are eager to give more and more power to their champion. And the champion agglomerates all this power, and then from being the champion of the people, he turns to being, or she, turns to being the oppressor of the people. So I suppose if power gets agglomerated in one hand or one body, the founding fathers feared, it doesn't just have to be a president. If the Congress had all the powers or the court has all the power, we, there would be tyranny. But I mean, I, I guess you think that's right. Power, I mean, but what about an, an election? You can always get the guy out of office. Well, that's a good question. Uh, the founding fathers really put a lot of faith in the separation of powers, though. At, at first, they didn't even want a Bill of Rights. They thought the separation of powers was, a, was enough of a bulwark. And not just, to, not just to protect the people from the government, but also to protect the minority of the people from the majority of the people. They said, you know, there's this bad thing to have a, a majority trample the rights of a minority. And he said, Our, there, the people in the U.S. will be divided and described in so many different ways that it will be impracticable for any dominating majority to ever be formed. Boy, were they wrong about that. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, they, they were particularly uh, interested in, in Congress. They weren't just worried about the tyranny of the president. 
possible tyranny of the president. I guess they thought by not having a monarch, they, maybe they'd taken care of that. Yeah, yeah. But but they were very worried about Congress, which they saw as the most powerful branch. Uh, now we, with all due respect to Congresswoman Eshoo, we think of it as the sapless branch. Well, but, uh, here's a question for you. Do you think, okay, so the, the, the founding fathers thought that civil rights would be protected by the, uh, by the separation of powers. Do you think that the people in the U.S. think of the separation of powers as a bulwark against their own oppression and the protection of their, their own civil rights? Interesting you should ask that question, Ken, because our very own roving philosophical reporter, Polly Stryker, has interviewed some people, and she files this report. I asked people on a ferry outside Seattle, and also on the streets of San Francisco, if they could explain the separation of powers in Washington. Who's the boss? And is our system of government the best way to go? Um, I know it's the judicial branch, and then we have the executive branch, and then Congress is legislative. So that's your basic three. You know, I wouldn't want to live in a lot of other countries, so I think America has a lot to offer. I just wish Congress would get on board. Be nice. <laughs> Ultimately, it's, it's very confusing for me to understand who, who makes the, the laws and things like that, but I don't know. I'm kind of ignorant when it comes to politics because I get angry too often. And um, when I, the more I learn, the more it just seems somewhat hypocritical, and I guess that's all I have to say. I couldn't tell you how it worked. I think one guy's hiding behind another all the time. Well, the Congress do have a lot of power. And uh, I would say Congress can say, hey, no, Chief, we're not going to do that. I'm a firm believer in parliamentary procedure. <laughs> well, I think it was designed to provide that the three branches of government be essentially equally powerful so that they check and balance each other. So. The Congress is supposed to, as I understand it, make the laws and the Supreme Court and the court system is supposed to interpret the laws and refine them. And the executive, I probably have the weakest understanding of how that's designed. Um, they're not allowing the Congress to do its function and the Congress is not taking responsibility to check the executive branch as it's supposed to do. Well, Congress should be the controlling power. I mean, the, the president basically has very little power. He can't make law, he signs bills, he can veto bills, but Congress basically runs the government, in my opinion. What do you think? I think we're in a time where the separation of powers function as it was designed by the Founding Fathers isn't working very well. I think the Founding Fathers did a pretty decent job given what they created. It, uh, it's hard to make big changes under normal circumstances, and I think that's the way it should be. There is no boss. Everybody's stabbing everybody in the back. You know, that's my philosophy. <laughs> For Philosophy Talk, I'm Polly Stryker. You can listen to the rest of this episode by purchasing it on iTunes Music, or for unlimited listening, subscribe to our archive at philosophytalk.org.